Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Samp and Chance. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson, and joined with me, as always, is my man with the plan. I had to say master this time because, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to pe- think people were predictable. But I'll, what the hell, man? Chance Michaels, how you doing, brother? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. How about you? Fantastic, man. We are here Friday afternoon. Uh, first and foremost, happy Father's Day to you, my friend. Um, Same to you, my man. Thank you, thank you, brother, man. I, I figured no one else will wish us Happy Father's Day. Says it's the one holiday of the year where most people really don't care, do they? Ninety percent of people don't care. <laughs> on this, that's true. Honestly, I didn't even know it was Father's Day until Aria told me uh, yesterday. Yeah, I think they uh, teachers get the kids to make a little small arts and crafts for the dads usually. That's meaningful, man. It's it's yeah. it, that kind of stuff is touching. I like. Yeah. I rather get that than you know nonsense. Yeah, well, I hear you on that. <laughs> but hey, on that note as well, before we start anything here, everybody, please like and subscribe, hit the notification buttons, do all that good stuff. Uh, the more you guys like and subscribe, leave comments, the better it is for us to know exactly what direction we can go in to make a better product for you. If you can't find us, you have no excuse. Go to our Instagram page at Sam underscore chance. And there you'll find our bio link and all our links. So We've basically given you no excuse not to like and subscribe everything. Unless you know what, like. we, got the, we got the best boxing and best wrestling podcast on the West Coast. So I think so. I mean, you know what? I'll challenge anyone to mm-hmm. tell us different. I've been listening to some of the other ones, some of the local ones, some of the West Coast ones. And in, in my opinion, I know I'm being biased, but we're definitely uh, we have the best one going. Fantastic, man. Well, let's just keep it going. And hopefully the word gets out there more and more and people will latch on to Sap and Chance and join us because this rocket ship is still filling up, man. We're ready to take off. Uh, Speaking about taking off, here we go. Another unification match, not for Undisputed, but for three of them. Uh, So we got Arthur Betrabeef against Joe Smith Jr. here for for three of the titles. Someone you might know owns number four. Uh, Dimitri Bivol owns belt number four. So, um, yeah, man, this is um, this is an interesting matchup, in my opinion. Now, you got both these guys. Dimitri uh, Bivol is thirty-seven. He's six feet tall. He's got a seventy-three inch. But only Be- seventeen pro fights, eh? But a hundred percent knockout ratio. Seventeen and zero, but a hundred percent knockout ratio. That's yeah, nice. I know. Dude, dude is a knockout artist. Um, yeah. He thirty-seven too. Yeah, I mean, he's been in the game for a while. But I mean, the the like you said, he's only got seventeen fights under his yeah, belt. Long layoffs in between fights, couple years in between. So, and he's yeah. getting older. He is vulnerable. He is getting older, but maybe you know, only having seventeen fights on his name is what's keeping him so strong and, and you yeah, know, you're more fresh warm at that. Right. And then you got Joe Smith here, you know, a native New York. He's going to be fighting in New York this weekend again, backyard. Uh, his backyard again. So another, you know, interesting scenario here for him, 28, three, 28 and three with 22 knockouts himself. So, I mean, I think we're looking at a battle of knockout artists here in a way, you know? Yeah. And the only loss Joe Smith Jr. has is to the other man you mentioned earlier, Dimitri Bivol who has the belt. So this is uh this is an interesting fight. It's a very interesting fight. Um, I think the only thing he really has advantage in, in sense, in terms of you know, physicality and whatnot, is his reach. He's got a three-inch reach advantage, yeah. which I think he's going to have to utilize a lot in this fight in particular. Um, Joe Smith is great 
coming out, you know, fighting the distance fight and whatnot, fighting from the outside. That's probably his best tool that he has in his bag. You have to stay on the outside, yeah. You don't want Arthur getting inside. He's going to put you to the canvas. He is, man. And, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, you look at this, I mean, 17 fights, yes, but uh, Arthur, Arthur just has a better skill set, honestly. At the what end of the day, he truly has a better offensive skill set. I just, I just have... Uh, you know, more outside power. of that reach, yeah, more power out of that reach advantage. I really don't see what Joe Smith is going to be able to do here. Like, I mean, that being said, it's a really hard fight to to call. I mean, Joe's coming off four straight wins. I mean, since he lost to Bivol, he's won four straight. Um, it was kind of hard to kind of gauge what kind of Joe Smith we were going to get in his last fight against Gifford. Uh, you know, he that that poor guy got called up with like a couple weeks before the fight. But you know, respect to him. Uh, a warrior in every regards he he showed up to fight but again i don't think we got to see what joe smith was really bringing to the table at that point i was yeah you're totally 100 correct i was checking out the vegas betting odds because these sharps are pretty accurate so yeah. better bf is an eight to one favorite so for people that don't know what that means you got to put 800 on arthur to win 100 yeah joe smith jr is four four to one underdog so you put four you put 100 on joe smith you win 450 so yeah, yeah. Vegas is showing no respect for Joe Smith. Yeah, no, 100%. So, so check it out. So, Arthur, you know, just to show how legit this guy truly is, in my opinion, in 2007, he beat Kovalev. The crusher, yeah. Right? He beat Kovalev in the European Championships in the semifinals that yeah. year. He lost in 2012 at the Olympics to, Biv or to, to uh, Kovalev. Sorry, no, what was it? He ultimately, yeah, he lost to uh, Usyk, though, in, in um, 2009, I believe. No, 2012 Olympics, he lost to him. Okay. So, I mean, other than that, he, like, he's going against some of these powerhouses back in his amateur days at the Olympics and whatnot. So, and he held his own against them all. But it was a very close decision against Usyk as well. Yeah. I mean, Archer's fought at heavyweight, light heavyweight as well. So, I mean, this guy can go up and down. So, this is going to be really interesting he's to see. Scary. He's like a... He, like a cyborg man he just comes at you and just hits you so hard and that power but i mean joe smith has that big right hand i mean he's, he's got a puncher's chance but other than that i don't think it's i don't think joe smith lasts 12 rounds i hope he does i'm cheering for him it's in new york it's in his backyard at the hulu theater inside of uh, msg which you know not msg but it's in there so it's not as many man, people it's cool it's a it's nice intimate setting it's pretty cool probably um, about 90 percent pro joe smith at least yeah, yeah. And our, our our friend from Top Rank, he's going to probably be there this weekend as well. He was there last weekend as well. Oh, nice. he, he got to see the bite. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm going to probably get my prediction here right now. Let's hear it. What do you got? I, I think it's going to be Arthur. Arthur's probably going to finish this off in about seven rounds, I would say. Knockout. think so? I think so. I mean, I, I obviously, you know, Unless you're coming out with a vengeance or something like a Teofimo did against George Cambosos in that first round, you know, the way he should have probably come out against Devin Haney, in my opinion. I digress. Um, I almost feel that you, the, both these guys, um, maybe not Arthur, but I, I think Joe's going to have to play really cautious going into this, you know, find his range and, you know, use his range to his utility and try to get in when he can. But I think it's going to be tough. Like you said, man, if you get too close inside, this guy's going to rip you apart. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he's got a puncher's chance. Joe Smith has that big right hand, but I'm with you. I say uh, under nine rounds, and I think, you know, Arthur puts him down. Yeah, yeah. 
battered up on the ropes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it's something like that. You know what? I think it's going to be a knockout. I think he's going to knock him out. I hope I'm wrong. I would love to see Joseph, the American Joe Smith win. I'd love to see it. I hope I'm wrong, but uh, it's not looking good. Speaking of well, box, your boy yeah. George Cambosa is exercising his rematch clause. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. That was the first thing I saw this morning when I woke up at 430. I, you know, that was the first headline that greeted my eyes. And I don't blame um, the guy. I would do the same thing. Even though there's no need for a rematch, he got destroyed. But hey, I would do the same. Well, you know what? I get it and I understand it. But, you know, here's some numbers that kind of came out. Now I'm kind of going off the top of my head from what I read this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, in Australia, because there's only a pay-per-view in Australia, okay, uh, they only had, what was it, 50, 50 million buys? 50,000. 50,000, sorry. 50,000 buys in Australia only. That's it? We were, yeah, that was it. That That's all... They had wow. it was fifty thousand buys in Australia. I and guess fifty thousand people in the arena, about right? Give about 40, 40, 45 right. tops between forty to forty-five, somewhere in there. That's what they said. They said they say that the total revenue that came from the pay-per-view was maybe three million Australian dollars. I don't know what that is wow. in U.S. The can in America was free. Yeah, they had one point five million watching it on ESPN and TSN. Like I don't know what Canada was, but they had one point five in the states watching the fight. Okay, not bad. Right? So, I mean, yeah, but that being said, now you're going to have to go back again and fight in Australia. How are they going to um, sell it? Because it wasn't even close. Well, I mean, George came out and he, he did this whole little thing. You know, I, I'm not going to quote the whole thing. I'm just going to try to remember what I can from it. But he said that uh, the emperor is gone. You know, the ferocious is still here. Uh, but he went on an offensive. I found it interesting. He started going after Tim Tzu, Tim Zhu, a little bit. Why? Uh, I guess because it's, a lot yeah. of people, well, okay, a lot of people are thinking, you know, the thinking is that, you know, I think George is taking offense to the fact that people aren't recognizing him as the big Australian boxing name. No, okay, I see. Right? Because of the pay per view buys, there was only 50,000. It wasn't the biggest pay per view boxing event in Australian history as they were predicting it would be for him. Yeah, I was surprised. Tim, Tim Zoo's got a bigger name in Australia, apparently. Yeah. So what is Jeff Horn? And Jeff Horn did more pay-per-view buys than and with Pacquiao than uh, George did with Haney. Now, now here's the deal. Is this all George's fault, or is it because Haney couldn't sell it either, though? 50-50, probably. You know, I mean, George is trying. He kind of went that villain role, is kind of calling him a rat, scum of the earth. He was trying to sell it. He was selling it, but I mean, I guess there wasn't enough interest down there, right? I mean, I mean, he considering... wasn't too well known. Now Haney's starting to become more well known. So, well, maybe the rematch will garner more. But I mean, you know, but but. The whole thing going after Tim like that, this, you know, it's like he, he went offensive. He goes, I, I, you know, I've won the world championships. I've done this. I've, you know, he's just like giving off his whole accolades and he's kind of, why are I you trying to keep... right now that uh, Mr. Bob Arum, he wants Haney versus Lomachenko. He doesn't want to see that fight again. So hopefully he can work some magic and say, George, do it to an up fight, you know, step aside or I don't know, see if he can make something work because Lomo is well, insane. Here's the problem with that one. It's like, when's Lomo going to be free? He's training right now. I think he's ready to go. Usyk's fighting in August. Yeah, August. Uh, that that fight's been announced for yeah, August third, right? Twenty third. Twenty third. Sorry. Uh, I think yeah. It's so, well, they, you know, let's see where they come with that, man. Because um, at the end of the day, if Lomo's not ready, then you know you got to figure something out, right? I want to know when they're going to announce where Triple G and Canelo are fighting. What are they waiting for? We're only three months away. Tell us the venue so we can start getting flights and looking at this. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. You know what? Let's talk about that for a second. Vegas or LA, one of the two. Yeah, 
I almost feel it's going to be a T-Mobile. I hope so. Yeah, well, I think about it, if you look at it this way, look, I, I look at it from this perspective. Um, in a giant stadium, your gate isn't as big as it would probably be in a smaller venue. Yeah, because you can charge crazy prices. Right? Like, what fight were we talking about before where they, they did it in a stadium, Dallas, Texas or something, the Texas stadium? Uh, Earl, uh, Earl Spence. Earl Spence fight, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, the total gate for that was, I don't know, five, six million, which isn't bad, don't get me wrong. But you had so many people in there where T-Mobile Arena was giving you a gate of close to 20 to 30 million. Yeah, with like, they can only hold like 16, 17,000 people. You charge three, 400 a ticket. And, yeah. Right? So, I mean, I almost sense that. But here's something really interesting, man. I read, a, I was looking at this earlier. People are saying that Canelo's not taking Triple G seriously here. And, you know, it's just kind of... And it's a carry-on from how he didn't take Bibble seriously. It seems like well, he's spending more time on the golf course than he is training. If you don't take Triple G serious, in my opinion, he's already beat you twice. So, I mean, Triple G, this is the biggest fight of his life. You know he's taking this serious. Like, he's he's 40 now, right? Like, he won't get another big shot again. If he gets knocked out or loses, he'll just be fighting average guys after this. This is his well, last... But trust me, I, I know that he's taking it seriously, but in you know, do you feel like Canelo is? I think he will when I think he will. I think he'll lock down. He does not want people saying that he lost a third time to him. But you do know, you he think wants he to took G and send the old man and the old folks home? What about Bivol though? Do you think he didn't take that fight seriously? I don't think Bivol, he wasn't really a well-known name. I think he did. I don't know. It's hard to say Canelo is a champ, he's a top, top guy. I mean, they said he trained well. Yeah, I think Canelo's just too big and too heavy, and Canelo's 175 is too heavy for him. But the more I look at it now and I think about it, it's like he, he basically dominated him for that whole fight. He, oh, he worked him. He, I mean, he basically dominated him. Like, he, training aside and everything, I mean, there's something that was not right that night for Canelo. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're that kind of, you know, you're, you're pound for pound, best guy in the world, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you fought at this weight before. Yeah, you fought against an agent Kovalev. I get it. But at the end, it just, I almost get the sense that he didn't take it seriously. Like, uh, you know, just kind of, yeah. You know, like uh, this article was stating that he spent more time on the golf course than he did actually training per se. Like, I mean, you train, you train. But when you, when you train for a fight, you know, for a specific opponent, I think that's where he was being lazy. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. You get comfortable on top of the mountain. You yeah, yeah. You went there. Like, I'm sure he trained, trains hard. You know, technique, skill, but when you're oh, yeah. training for the for your opponent, that's a different kind of training. You know that that's more. Fighters, man, you can't. You got to take them all serious at this level. This is an amateur at the local boxing club. This is the real deal. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Mayweather's taking you that Triple G and Canelo is going to be at SoFi Stadium with the Rams play. Well, like I said, man, I'm happy to go wherever it's going to be. You know, I mean, yeah. this is something we. This is history. It's a short um, flight, or either way, a couple hours for us. Yeah, Los Angeles is about a two, two and a half hours. Both Vegas, about the same. So I prefer it in Vegas just because there's so much to do there. But if it's in LA, then that's fine too. LA's fun too, man. I mean, we could probably yeah. go to Disneyland one day or or fucking, you know, I don't know. Check, Check out the, the Hollywood game. Walk of Dodgers game, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Angels game. Angels game, Citro, yeah. So, right. Well, it's in September. Well, you know what? It's in September, right? September 17th. Yeah, so chances are we could probably catch an NFL preseason game, possibly. Yeah. Uh, no, regular season's on by then. It starts September 9th, I think. The regular season? 
Okay, perfect. So, you know, we can probably catch an NFL game that weekend. Yeah. Um, actually, probably not because both NFL teams play in that stadium. That So they'd probably both be on the road. <laughs> yeah, it's another thing they got to look into. Actually, I should look at the schedule of the Rams. Actually, it's a good point. See what's going on there. Well, no, that would be on a Sunday. The fight would be on a Saturday. I don't know if they could turn it around that fast. I guess they could. It's just chairs and stuff, right? right, dude? We'll have that thing ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you got NFL, then you probably get some preseason NHL games, too. Yeah, you got baseball, NFL. And hockey. Actually, probably at that time, all four sports are going. NBA's not started till October, but yeah. No, but preseason. Yeah. You got preseason NBA, probably. You got NHL preseason, probably. Yes, yeah, uh, baseball be right close to the end. So, you know, depending where those LA teams are, if they have any value for the playoffs, you know, that could be exciting. Oh, there's a lot yeah. to do there in LA then, man. Yep. Same with Vegas. So either way, we're, we're laughing. Oh, Vegas. Yeah. I would like to go back to Vegas. Um, the weather, man. The weather. Just love I that know. Weather. I know. Today hasn't been that bad, though. It looks kind of nice, nice out today. Yeah, today today is, is nice, man. Yeah, so um, Mayweather's fighting another exhibition. Yeah, against an MMA fighter there. I don't know when the fight is. Speaking of that, they're saying Pocky is going to come back pretty quick here. Exhibition or for real? He's, I don't, who knows? I don't know. But they're saying he's torn on it. He wants to fight Mayweather in exhibition or Conor McGregor. But then he also has an itch where he wants to fight one of the top welterweights again. This guy's that competitive. I, I probably think he'd want Ugas again. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he wants. I don't know if he may be able to, like, he said they're saying that he never got, he wants to fight Errol Spence. He never got that fight, remember? But I don't know if Errol would take it. Errol uh, might because it's all about this, right? Pac is a huge draw. Well, so I maybe, mean, maybe I, I think the only thing Errol Smith needs to be thinking about Crawford. is fighting Crawford. Yeah. And from the things that I've heard about that, I, I uh, Errol Spence apparently has signed his part of the deal. He's ready to go. Yeah, apparently so. I don't know, you know, if there's truth to that or whatnot. But you know, he's signed his part of the deal. But uh, I think Crawford is holding out. I don't know what he's holding out for. I mean, the pundits, everyone seems to think that it's Crawford's fight to lose. It'll be a slight favor, but it's going to be real close. It's going to be close, man. I mean, based on the way Crawford fought against Ugas on that last fight, I mean, he looked like the old. Errol Spence. He did. Right? Yeah, post post accident and everything. He found his soul. He found his way. He's looking yeah. good, man. Very good. Very good. He's elite. Right. So it's a good fight's coming up. We'll see what happens, but I'm excited for it all. You know, 100 percent man. Here he's out of retirement again, like I was saying. It was just the height. It's all the fight. He's yeah, apparently he's uh, signed a deal with uh Netflix to do a 10-part documentary on his life. So that'll be entertaining. And they start filming that next week. Nice. Definitely. Yeah, he's going to fight Nagano, then he'll fight the winner of Joshua Usyk. So he's not going anywhere for a bit. No, no. But I mean, before he fights Nagano, he has to take that fight, you know, unify all the four titles. Oh, yeah. I think he unifies all those all together. Then you'll see him retire. Usyk is too small to go against six foot nine. <laughs> Fury, man. He's going to take a pounding. Well, I, mean, I know he's he... a slick boss, but that size and power is just. I, and Deontay Wilder's know... back too. He's going to fight again. Sorry? Deontay Wilder's coming back. He's not staying retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, good for him. And I feel, you know, I almost feel like a, a certain sadness for him, man. It just, you know, it's just not in a bad way. Not, nothing sad in terms of anything. Yeah. It just, I just feel like how it all just kind of fell apart there. Oh, he got crushed. 
You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and he's, he generally seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. Those, that last fight between Fury and Wilder has got to be a top 10 heavyweight fight of all time for just excitement and action, at least. No, oh, back a, and forth. I mean, what was there? Two five knockdowns. Yeah, two, five knockdowns in that fight, man. Two, so, I mean, three got knocked down twice, and then Wilder went down three times the last time. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Fury got knocked down twice in the same round, right? Yeah, and then uh, Wilder took three knockdowns in the whole fight. So That's five. right. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, who should he fight? I don't know who he's going to fight, actually. He's probably, well, he won't get Usyk or Joshua a winner because Fury's around, so I don't know who he's going to fight. He's got a couple options. Maybe he's going to fight, um, uh, there's that other heavyweight fight coming up. Uh, Andy Ruiz is fighting. Maybe he'll yeah, fight. He him, somebody like that, maybe up-and-comer. Yeah, I think he needs a couple of tune-up fights, man, but I would still say he is the second-best heavyweight in the division. Behind Fury, yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, i, I like to see... I'd love to see Wilder versus Joshua. They've been talking I, about it for years, right? You know, well, that was the fight to make at the time when all the belts were with those two, right? Yeah. You know, they never got it done. So, uh, Joshua has signed a long-term deal with the zone now. He's Seen a, that. Yeah, so he's going to be there for a while. Uh, so let's see where they go with that guy, man. Like, I mean, I, I think the first step for him is to give his belts back, but I don't know. A lot of people aren't giving him much of a chance again. It's going to be a good fight. I think it'd be good. I think him going with Garcia too is going to change his outlook, right? I mean, the one thing I noticed that Garcia said was that he's going to stop smiling when he's fighting. Get angry, get in there. Yeah, get in there. Like, stop smiling. Stop giving your guy that much respect for when he hits you. You know, maybe he's doing this. Maybe he's smiling to make it look like, oh, this, this doesn't hurt me. He's laughing it off. Yeah, I get that, but I think uh, Garcia has a different approach. It's like you know, it just it sells a, sends a different message. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the bite, man? What's that? What did you think of last week's bite? Oh, <laughs> is he trying to recreate Mike Tyson or what? That's just. Dirty, not acceptable, man. He should be suspended for a while for that. Uh, he is suspended in oh, New York, yeah. anyways. I think six months at least. Okay, good. He should be fine because that's garbage, man. That's Bush League stuff, you know. The fact that the ref, the ref didn't see it. It's on, on the angle he was on. I don't think you can notice it because sometimes your heads get so close together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I see that, but I mean, just the fact that he still won the fight. I know. Yeah, that's garbage. I got no respect for that. That's terrible, man. No. Supposed to be a gentleman's sport, but you know, when you're biting guys' ears and noses and stuff, it's garbage. No, no need for that nonsense. Man. No, not no. cool. Um, what else do you got here, man? Uh, Hall of Fame happened. Uh, big congratulations to all the people that got inducted. Yeah, Roy, they took three years and classes together. You got Roy Jones, uh, Floyd, James Tony, Floyd, Juan, Mar well, Marquez, Cotto, um, Sugar Andre Shane Ward, Sugar Andre Shane Ward. mostly, yeah. Those are um, the most notable guys. Leila Ali, Christy Martin. Yeah. Um, I only remember Christy Martin because I was a little kid and I remember seeing her fight. I never and, at, and at that time, I you know, I don't know how else to kind of say, but it was like a novelty kind of thing on the card. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't taken seriously. No. Not to disrespect what she's done, but back in our time, yeah, women's boxing wasn't considered to be something you'd watch. Well, they only got their no, start like in, yeah. But, you know, I mean, they are the pioneers. They're the ladies that, you know, the Leila yeah. Ali's, the Christian Well, she Martins. deserves it. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
without them, we wouldn't have had the fights that we've had this year so far. And, you know, some of the good fights that are going to be coming this way from the women as well. I mean, they're really picking up their own. Yeah. You know what I really want to see? A women's heavyweight division. Yeah, I don't even know how many women heavyweight fighters there are, if there is any. But dude, there's got to be. I'm sure they're out there. There has to be, man. Here's yeah. a call to all the heavyweight women fighters out there. We want to see you fight, man. I would love to see you two women heavyweights go at it, man. That'd be good. Right? Yeah. I would love to see the women move up in weight classes, too. Like, even in MMA and whatnot. Like, I mean, don't sell yourself short of just four divisions. Like, let's get up there. I want to see welterweight women. You know, I, I, want, to, I want to see light heavyweight. I want to see cruiserweights. I, I'm sure they're out there because they're athletes, right? You'll, as the sport evolves and the evolution of it and the women come up, young women come up watching, you'll start to see that over the next 10 yeah, years. Yeah, no, 100%. I 100% agree with that. And I hope that's the case. But think about it, man. Two heavyweight women, two big, 225 girls, but they don't look what 225 yeah. would look like. They're, 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 they're athletic and they're just, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't we'll, know. We'll see that eventually. I'm matter. sure... I'm I'm positive there's gyms out there that have these ladies out there, but unfortunately there's not enough of them to to compete against. That's the thing. But eventually right. we'll we'll get there in 10, 15 years. Right. Because Lila Lee was pretty tall. I mean, you could have, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. It's, it'll happen. Just takes time. Yeah, yeah. So Charlo and Tazu, Tim are probably gonna be fighting here pretty soon at 154. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that'll be good, good fight, good action. Yeah, um, Haney has said that he did want he he'd rather fight Lomo as well. Oh, for sure, right? But again, um, hmm? hopefully they can make something happen. Well, I don't know, man. It, it looks like, like Canelo said, "You know what? I'm going to fight Triple G, and then I'll get Bivol after this fight." You know what I mean? He has the rematch clause still, but he doesn't exercise it yet. Too bad that Campbell is exercising his. So hopefully Bob Aaron can make this happen. Step aside for a fight. Let him fight Lomo. What do you think the step aside money would be? I don't know, but they can just say to him, look, dude, you're not going to get paid that much because you already got whooped. So we're going to have a hard time selling the tickets, hard time selling the pay-per-view. So step aside, have a fight, let Haney fight Lomo, and let's try this again. Like, how you know, I think the only way this would work in Australia is if they did it in actual Australian time. Yeah, that's another thing, too. The timing was off. For you know, the timing was completely off. Now that I just think about it, I mean, it was completely catered to the American market, which is great for us. Don't get us wrong. I mean, oh, I yeah. thank you very much. But that being said, that's not a bad number for a Sunday morning pay-per-view. No. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. Right? I, believe you on that, yeah. I, I mean, I... A lot of people saying that was a low number, but I don't think a lot of guys are taking into account that that show happened on Sunday morning. Like UFC happened this recently. Yeah, it like happened Sunday morning. morning. Yeah. yeah. Right? Really but fight. they're smart because they still can make their pay-per-view dollars here. It's all about the money, man. It's price fighting, so I, I get why they did it. Makes sense. Yeah. But I think maybe this fight would probably, you know, make more sense and it would sell better if they actually had it on a Saturday night in Australia. 8 p.m. there on a Saturday night would be what? Saturday afternoon, Monday morning or Saturday? Sunday. Friday. Yes. No, Sunday. no, no. It would be Friday something here. Oh, yeah. They had, yeah, it would be Friday afternoon for us or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe that's the way to go. Maybe. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know because I don't I don't know how much he's going to demand for step aside money. I mean, how much? 
I mean, do well, they base it off of how much revenue they made off the first fight? Like, you know, if they made $300 million off the gate in pay-per-views, that would determine the percentage he'd get for step away, right? But I mean, yeah. he only got 50,000 views, which is about 3 million pounds or 3 million US Australian dollars, so far I understand. Yeah. And then, you know, if he's getting a percentage of that, he probably only got like maybe $200,000. So I don't see what he would step away for. I think he got a couple mil for the fight. I can't remember the exact number, but he they definitely got a few mil. But um, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. They'll make something happen, though. I, I'm pretty sure you'll see Haney and Lomo next. I hope so, because... Well, his promoter and current and brand new Hall of Fame member, Lou DeBella, should probably you know, step in here and, and try to figure this out, man. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. He's got the think... rematch, so... Nobody wants to see it. No, I know. Not yet. If he has a few more fights and stuff, then maybe get back up there as a devastating, like a convincing win over somebody, a top fighter. But right now, you're right. No interest in it. All right, brother man. Well, this fight of the year is going down September 17th. That's Triple G versus Canelo. This is going to be massive. That's going to be huge. Fight, massive shit talking. You name it, it's going to have it all. Oh, no, for sure. And Canelo speaks English now. So, yeah, miraculously. <laughs> right? So, so it should be fun. It should be fun. All right, brother man. Listen, let's wrap it up here. Yep. Let's call it a day. Um, the world of wrestling has got so much going on right now, but you know what? We'll talk about that another day. Brother man, I want to thank you so much for taking out some time here with us today to get this going. Uh, I will probably post some stuff up on the Instagram as we get close to this fight and, you know, during and after the fight. Um it is Father's Day this weekend. Uh, normally, we would love to come out with a quick hit. We'll see what we can do. But uh, that's a one day we kind of dedicate to the kids and the family. So yeah. if, we, if we're here, we're here. But we'll try our best. But, you know, we'll, we'll stay in touch with you guys on all our platforms. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. You can find us. Uh, Mr. Michaels, thank you very much, brother man. Uh, good one. Another solid show. Happy yeah, no, 100%. You got anything to add before we click off here? Yeah, and the words of the great ACDC, those who download, like, subscribe, share the podcast, we salute you. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know any famous Howard Cosell quotes right now, but I'll think of some. But in the words of Ed Whalen from Stampede Wrestling, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Samp and Chance. Have a great weekend, everybody. And again, happy Father's Day to all the dads that are listening out there. <laughs>